on episode 277 of the Tennis Files podcast to learn about the eight rackets that I'm testing to choose my next stick with Sam Jones. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Tennis Files podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mehrban Iranshad. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This one is a really fun one because I'm really excited to be testing out eight new rackets to finally choose a new racket for myself, or at least I think I will. You never know. My old racket might beat them all uh, once again, but in any case, I am going to go through eight rackets that my buddy Sam from Tennis Express and myself picked for me to play test, and the unique thing about this play test is that we're actually going to do it in a uh, bracket style test where we have four head-to-head matches for um, the first round and then obviously you know the four winners are going to advance to the semis and so forth until a winner is picked and look out for a lot of content about this uh, first of all, the uh, recorded session with Sam that's on this podcast is also on my YouTube channel. So you can go to tennisfiles.com slash YouTube to watch us both talk about the rackets and I screen share the bracket as well as uh, each racket and their specs and so forth. But yeah, we're going to talk about the specs, the feel and initial impressions uh, from us about each racket and share uh, a couple of our predictions as well for which rackets might make it the farthest in the bracket. And we'll also compare my current racket, which is the Pure Arrow VS 2017, with the rackets that I'm going to demo, as well as my future plans for uh, for content. I imagine that I'm going to be doing uh, quite a few videos of the individual racket reviews, uh, how they feel to me, how I like them as well as um, head-to-head style uh, racket reviews and stuff. So yeah, really excited about this. I do want to thank Sam and the team at Tennis Express for providing these rackets. I don't want to give them away, but you'll learn about (laughs) each of them um, very soon. And so yeah, as I mentioned, uh, there might be a few times where I say in the audio that, you know, oh, check out the racket on the screen and so forth. But um, yeah, this this episode is definitely perfectly um, listenable, if that's even a word, on audio. But again, if you want to check out the video, you can go to my YouTube channel as well. So yeah, without further ado, here is my interview and chat with Sam Jones from Tennis Express about the eight rackets that I'll be testing to choose my next stick. Everybody, uh, welcome to this special session with my friend Sam Jones from Tennis Express. Really excited to talk to you about kind of a new project, if you will, because it will take a little bit of a while for me, and and that is to uh, pick my next racket. And yeah, uh, Sam, thanks for coming on. As I mentioned, you you do a lot of things at, at Tennis Express. Can you uh, let the viewers know um, what you're up to over there? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um... I, uh, I'm on the content marketing team here at Tennis Express, and I do a lot of our product descriptions, racket reviews, shoe reviews as well, just playing a lot of tennis, seeing all the new stuff, um, what our top manufacturers are coming out with, and then trying to communicate that story to our customers as best as I can. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. And um, so, yeah, uh, Sam, uh, what I've been using over the past, I think maybe five or four or five years now is, as you can see on the screen, is uh, the Babolat Pure Aero VS. And a really nice racket. I've enjoyed it a lot. Uh, get, gets me a lot of great spin. And I also love that it's a 16 by 20 uh, racket pattern because it gives you a great mixture of uh, spin on the 16 side uh, and then on the, the 20 cross strings, uh, more control as well for me. And you can see on the Tennis Express website here, um, yeah, it's, it's just a solid frame, but I just want more stability because I hit with a lot of uh, players who hit hard and, and 
I just find that like when they hit hard, they kind of are, I feel like I've been being pushed back a bit. So I, I want a frame that can, you know, still give me that spin and, and good mixture of power and control, but is more stable against heavy hitters. So yeah. Any thoughts on, uh, on this frame, Sam? So the Aero VS is, is, you know, your, your version that you're using, it's a really popular frame. Um, and I think one of the things that happens sometimes is, you know, Babolat tweaked the, the design of that frame uh, for the current generation. And sometimes, unfortunately, uh, people that loved the previous version maybe just aren't vibing with the, the next one. And so I do feel like kind of this version of the Pure Aero VS has sort of become one of those pretty sought after rackets. People who have played with it and used it, got comfortable with it. It's uh, very fast, very maneuverable, spin friendly. Like you mentioned, the the sort of unique in these days, 16 by 20 pattern, that's not, I wouldn't say that's the standard one now. I feel like most frames are that 16, 19. So as you said, it's a pretty good um, blend of power and, and controllable spin that you get from that frame. I think um, whenever you're kind of switching away from a racket, like it's interesting to hear you say like, yeah, you know, I maybe feel like I'm getting pushed back a little bit and uh, that, that, uh, that's me, I think. Um, oh, no okay, uh, resetting. So pure Aero VS. Um, um, let's see. You mentioned how it was like a sought after frame because people don't vibe with the next version. I think that right. And, and it's uh, okay. Good to go. And it's not always with like, the Pure ROVS, this version of it, like a lot of people really enjoy playing with it. Um, I, I think there's a pretty good chance that um, there's a few tour players still using this frame um, out, out uh, on the courts today. Um, one of the things about it that I just feel like it's quite versatile. Uh, it's not as powerful as that regular Pure Arrow. It's got kind of a medium flex, right. but um, if you remember way back when, it, it's almost like they combined a pure arrow with a pure control from back in the day. Um, and so it's yeah. got that, it's got a, with this one, it's got kind of a traditional hoop beam, you know, it's like a regular kind of standard uh, control frame hoop. And then the shaft obviously is that arrow modular technology. So it's really just kind of a nice blend of what I feel like a lot of the game has, has uh, morphed into these days. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I really enjoyed it. But again, you know, just that mixture of the excitement of a new racket and, and maybe just thinking that there's one out there that'll help me uh, enhance my game more. Because uh, that's the thing with tennis that I love. You know, you've got the technique, strategy, fitness, mental game, but then you've also got, you know, so much equipment out there, uh, so many strings and rackets and, um, you know, li small little tweaks can can make a difference for sure. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah, I guess. Yeah, 100 percent. and. Um, I guess kind of to to set the stage a bit is um, Sam and I both brainstormed a list of of rackets that might be good for me, and um, I don't know. Do you think we should reveal them now or? <laughs> let's have a look at the racket bracket. I'm excited. Okay, let's let's have a look. All right, here is the racket bracket. Really excited about it. Let me see if I can zoom in a bit more. So let's 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 go with the top left first. So Bablat Pure Arrow 2023. I'm I'm really excited about this one because from what I hear, Sam, the newer one uh, has more control than the previous ones. And I actually played with the Pure Arrow, the original version, a few years before I switched to the Pure Arrow VS, and. I did like it, super easy spin, but I did find that for me, it was a bit too powerful. Um, however, again, just really exciting that this new one uh, seems to offer more control. So any thoughts on this racket and the updates? So Pure Arrow obviously is a, you know, a staple probably at the top or near the top of just, you know, most sold rackets in the world, obviously on the heels of a, a generational player you know maybe the greatest of all time rafael nadal and huge spin game very aerodynamic frame a couple of the things they did with this version that i'm curious to see how they they fit with your game you know they had that uh, cortex pure feel in the in the previous model um mm -hmm. and one of the things they tried to do with this model is they have actually flax fibers 
and positions in the in the frame's hoop. And it's just to sort of give the pure arrow a little bit more of the feel um, that you know maybe some some players feel like you know it's kind of been stiffer and really crisp and more powerful for a while, but maybe they haven't had that you know the comfortable flex and just good control and feel for the ball that I feel like the original pure arrow did have. It has sort of gotten away a little bit from its what its roots were at the very beginning. And for for my money, the the current pure arrow is a much sort of closer to the original feel, um, you know, as far as comfort and spin and power as the uh, original version was, but also just with updated and modern technologies. So I do believe this is a good choice to be in the racket bracket. Um, you know, it's a it. You, you can't really make a racket list without throwing the new pure arrow in there. Uh, I also I also will say that you know they got away from just the full bright banana yellow cosmetic, and it's mm-hmm. now a little bit more kind of harkening back to that gray um, with a little bit of yellow highlights on it. But 100 square inch head, so a little bigger than what you're rocking right now. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a little lighter, um, 10.6 ounces. Um, I think yours might have been 10.9 or 10.8, unstrung. Um, What I'm curious here is the beam's thicker. Um, And so I'm curious to kind of see, you know, you you use a pretty pretty thin beam uh, frame right now. And, uh, you know, some players, they love, they pick up the pure arrow and they love the the sort of winged shaft that the racket has. And and it's not for everybody, but a lot of people really love it. So I'm curious to kind of see how you, how you, vibe with that uh you know different beam design yeah really a great point there because i have tried certain other rackets including i think the e-zone the onyx e-zone um not the most recent one but for some reason the the thicker beam i don't know if it was that or other properties of the racket maybe it was actually the string but i felt like it was a bit too powerful for me um and the maneuverability i guess was slightly not as great but i mean yeah i'm really curious too um just again a classic racket and really excited about it and and the new colorway too but i really want to see if i can somehow get this racket to work with my game and you know i'm wondering if there's any tweaks i might need to make to it to to you know make that happen because there's always you know the string side of it and there's also like modifications too with um uh you know putting the strips on it and whatnot, um, lead tape. Right. But uh, I actually, to be honest, I haven't really done that. I tried that a, a couple times and it didn't quite work out, although I admittedly am a bit of a noob with that. So, um, but yeah, we'll have to see. Really excited about it. I think my advice would be try it out, you know, try any racket out with without really changing anything, just sort of try it out as is. And then if you're, if you're sort of vibing with it, but you notice, you know, it's a, it's a little light or, you know, maybe after that kind of initial step, you can throw some tape on there and, and you know, see if you want to try to fine tune. But I definitely try to get a good 20, 30 minutes, like just a good feel for the frame. A lot of the times, if if you really like something, you can s- sort of see through if it's too light or if it's maneuverable enough, but maybe you're you're lacking a little stability. That's something that you can always kind of tinker with later. But I think it's important just kind of initially, like, let yourself kind of figure out, Hey, is this something I can do? Or is this something I enjoy? Or is this, you know, something for the next person and not for me? Yeah, hundred percent. And I do want to just show off, um, the racket itself for those of you viewing, you know, on YouTube or socials, see if that's right. Yep. So there it is. And looks really nice. Let me see if I can zoom in a bit, but yeah, really nice looking racket. Uh, really excited to try it out soon. So thanks again to Tennis Express for making that happen. And I guess we can move on to the next racket, um, Sam. So let me, again, you know, technology, you got to share and take off and whatnot. Um, but the next racket that I want to discuss uh, with you, Sam, is the um, Yonix 6th Generation V-Core 98. Um, so nice looking, uh, red colorway and Yonix, you know, is, is well known as being a high quality brand and consistency with their weights and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I guess, um, any initial thoughts on how this one will stack up against my current frame? 
So this one was one of my picks, um, and I kind of suggested yeah. it for a couple of reasons. The VCore 98 is VCore from those of you that don't know, uh, Yonix is the VCore family is their sort of spin friendly. You know, if you really like to attack the ball with aggressive spin and and you value aerodynamics, the VCore is the the franchise that they tout as you know very spin friendly, great for people that have that modern stroke style. Um, the racket even has aerodynamic fins on the on the shaft to try to reduce wind drag. It's if you look really closely, you know, Yonex doesn't or Yonex doesn't mess around. I mean, you can you can tell they've baked a lot of uh, technology into this frame. Another reason why I recommended it was that it's 10.8 ounces unstrung. And it has a very similar um, you know spec as far as what you currently use and enjoy. But I was curious if that Yonex head shape might give you a little bit more stability against the bigger hitters. Um, maybe, you know, that feeling you talked about with your current racket about getting pushed back. And I'm, I'm curious if it, it I found that that head shape can can at times without extra weight, it can be a little bit more stable. So it can kind of make a racket more stable that maybe is lacking in a little bit of uh, weight. The other thing is we got that 98 square inch head size that's, you know, pretty much exactly um, what, what you're rocking with. So really this for this racket's more more of a very uh, modernized version, I feel like, of what you're using uh, mm-hmm. right now. And um, I don't know, I'm curious to see also, I have to be honest, as I made the draw sheet, um, I'm <laughs> curious, I'm curious how it will stack up against the Babolat Pure Arrow. I feel like they're similar rackets. Um, sort of a similar goal uh, for for the marketing teams, at least. So I'm I'm curious to see kind of which one of these um, you you enjoy hitting with more. Both really really nice rackets, by the way. Both have been bestsellers here at Tennis Express. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I just want to show that one off too. Look at that beautiful Yonix there. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually. Uh, kind of a funny story. Um, in college, I was playing with the Babolat Pure Control. Uh, really enjoyed that one. I think it was red, black, and white. But uh, And then <laughs> we had like a raffle. Um, yeah, I played for UMBC, Division One college team. And <laughs> and my dad came to the raffle, and he ended up winning. This was like the benefit, um, you know, our, our team, obviously. And so he won a, a Yonix RDS 001. And that was a sweet racket. I think maybe Nalbanian used that, um, but I liked it. It had really nice control, and you know the the uh, head shape obviously is the same. But uh, yeah, it, it worked for me, and I liked it a lot. Um, although I think I eventually just opted for a racket with a bit more power and whatnot. But uh, back then, when I was pretty young, <laughs> worked out, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to to try this one out. Um, a question about it, Sam, is how's the beam? Again, going back to that, like the beam size in comparison with the um, Pure Arrow VS, do you think it's, is it a bit thicker? You think the same concern as with the Pure Arrow? So the uh, the VCore 98, it, it has a thicker beam than what you're playing with right now, but it, it is it is thinner than the, what the Pure Arrow is. Um, the okay. Pure Arrow is going to be that 23, 26, 23. And as you can mm-hmm. see, this one, this one down in the shaft and, and, it's not really the E zone that you mentioned earlier, you know, that's a, a pretty wide range, you know, it's very thin above the grip and then it really kind of stretches out to make it more stable and more powerful. But this one, I feel like when you get it in your hand, you won't notice the, the beam width change as much. It looks mm. in hand a little bit more like a constant beam racket um, mm. instead of a tapered one. There is a slight taper to it, but it's, you're talking like half centimeters. So um, I think probably mobility wise, you won't, um, it won't impede your, your racket head speed. Um, maybe, maybe the pure arrow would take a little more getting used to as far as the beam is concerned. This one's still, I would call a little bit more towards a traditional beam design. Um, um, obviously not like something like a blade, but it's not, uh, it doesn't stand out as much as I, I think uh, it might seem on paper. Got it. Got it. And I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, a lot of, we could go for hours to be honest, but in terms of picking the 98 versus maybe like the 95 or the hundred, um, oh, I guess that's just, just to match the, uh, head size of my current racket. Cause I, you know, I was kind of curious about the 95. I hear that it plays 
a little more like a 97 or 98, but um, I mean, I guess you, you probably thought that this one, the 98 kind of matches a bit better overall with uh, what I use, right? Well, the 95 is a great racket and it, it does play considerably more forgiving than say a 95 square inch racket from six or seven years ago. Um, okay. That I can tell you, but really what I was thinking is if you feel like you're getting pushed back, I thought the square inches would give you a little bit more free power if you're trying to redirect pace. And that 95, when you when you absolutely stripe it dead center, you're going to get all the power and control that you want. But if you are getting pushed around a little bit and you're swinging that 95, you're really going to have to connect on the run to fight your way out of a corner or defend to get back into a good position in the point. And I just kind of felt like for, um, you know, what you were describing, the 98 uh, might not be a, a place to compromise. It, it might be, you know, the spot kind of like you mentioned earlier with that older Yonix frame uh, from the raffle. Maybe if you were able to play tennis four times a week, you know, a couple of hours, like get in the gym and lift, like probably the 95, I, I would consider a lot, but I'm also trying to set you up for success and I know, you know, you're not, you're not a professional tennis player and you might not be able to get to the gym five or six days a week, but the V-Core 95 is one of those rackets that I would say for 30, 45 minutes is a really, really good racket. And then sort of the reality sets in, you know, you're, you've got a smaller head size and you're trying to, you know, do what you can do, but it, it will punish you in, in terms of missing the sweet spot. It's a little bit shorter and, you know, the big hitters can certainly punish you with that. Got it. Thanks, Sam. Uh, I guess in the interest of time, because like I said, I could talk with you about this stuff all day, but let's go to the next um, next matchup. Real good matchup here. So here's the bracket. And we have the Head Boom Pro, uh, which that's probably the brand that I'm, you know, one of the brands that I haven't used as much. I've stuck to like, obviously, Babolat, uh, Yonix, and Wilson, but yeah, we've got the Head Boom Pro, and then you know another brand that I haven't tested much. So really excited about this one, the Technifiber T Fight ISO three hundred five. So um, were these both? I'm trying to remember, these were both your picks, or was the Head Boom Pro my pick? So I actually got a little bit of help. Um, uh, our okay. demo department kind of suggested the the Head Boom Pro based nice. off of your your current racket um, that you're nice. using, and so. Head Boom Pros, it's a new line for them uh, this year. And it's got kind of a different, um, I would call it a non-traditional head shape for head. Um, it's it's uh, a morph beam design. So this one, I believe, is a uh, 22 millimeter beam. Um, if you look very closely, it, it has some um, slight changes. Like it's not a true flat beam design, but... 10.9 ounces, and it uses their new auxetic construction, which is in the um, uh, bridge of the racket, basically where the strings come out the bottom of the head. And it's it's one of those technologies that I, I don't know that it's that easy to describe uh, what it really does, but what I can tell you is the feedback from these rackets is is very great. Like it's positive. It's it's The racket's comfortable, and it's not crazy flexible but it's flexible enough um and you can kind of see from the head shape that uh, a lot of the bigger hitters these days when you're striking the ball with a lot of spin you're actually hitting the ball more often than you think up by the logo on the string bed like where the stencil is like that head logo mm -hmm. and you can kind of see how the head shape sort of expands there um so it's a little bit yeah. bigger uh, it's a little, maybe a little bit more narrow um, at the bottom of the hoop where hopefully none of us are hitting the ball. <laughs> but, um, all in all, it's a, it's kind of a unique line from a head. Um, I would just say the Boom Pro, it's 10.9 ounces unstrung, um, 98 square inch head, 16 by 19 string pattern, kind of a medium firm flex, but um, a lot of really good feedback from uh, competitive players on this frame. Um, I just, I think it's probably worthy of being, of being in here. And again, it's got, it's got enough similarities weight wise to what you're using. I'm, I'm curious if sort of the head version might, might be a little bit more stable than what you've got right now without 
without making it too much heavier. Um, trying to trying to keep you in that uh, in that same weight class and head size. Yeah, really great pick there. Appreciate you and the team uh, doing that one. Because uh, I was talking with a buddy of mine, Chris, and he actually also had mentioned like, oh, you know what? I think the uh, Head Boom Pro, like the specs, like line up pretty well with your racket. Um, he told me that a couple of times, actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm excited to try that one out. And uh, we've got to pit it, obviously, against this next racket here, which is... Uh, let's show the bracket again. And that racket is the Technifiber T-Fight ISO 305. So, um, yeah, I mean, can you kind of, uh, can you characterize that racket and your impression of it? Sure. So um, Technifiber obviously has has um, sort of cemented their way uh, firmly in my mind as one of the top racket manufacturers in the world. Um Daniel Medvedev, uh, you know, won the U.S. Open. He's been kind of carrying the T-Fight uh, 305 on tour. Uh, a few other players are as well. And then obviously um, uh, Iga Shviatek on the women's side has been playing um, really well with her her signature frame. This one I, I threw in there because um, it's – it's just got a lot of different things going on with it. And I, and I feel like I kind of want to throw something different in this bracket. I wanted sort of a unicorn. Um, I, I wanted some of the rackets to be similar in spec to what you had, but I, I thought this was sort of a, um, uh, a player's frame that weight wise is similar to what you're using, but it also has some very um, subtle, but important differences. Um, for starters, the T-Fight 305 has always been a 10.8-ounce a unstrung racket, but two big differences. For 10.8 ounces, the swing weight is always very close to 330, so it's a pretty heavy swing weight for that light of a racket. Okay, Sometimes you know, you'll see the RF-97, and it'll be, you know, you'll get a, a 12 set 12.7 almost 13 ounce racket and then the swing weights three 335 or so and you go well the racket's so heavy i i kind of i can kind of make sense of that um so so this model is um i i like to say it punches above its weight class um Mm -hmm. and so again talking about players maybe being able to push you back this is a racket that's very difficult to push back there's a lot of behind the ball and if you're if you're getting to the ball out in front in your strike zone, this racket will not easily get pushed around. Um, it's got kind of a muscled up beam, is sort of how I would describe it. It's not a super thick beam. I think it's 22 and a half, um, if 22 and a half millimeters, uh, and it might expand to 23. Yeah. In the head. Um, also has, you know, 1620 sort of a rare, uh, a more rare string pattern these days. This has an 18 by 19 string mm-hmm. pattern. And so it's a little bit on the denser side, but um, it's also, I think, in a way, a lot more spin friendly than you would think uh, an 18, 19 pattern would be. And again, there's no 18 by 20. So it it does. Um, I do find that the strings move a little bit more um, with this frame. They, they put a technology in this racket called Isoflex. Um, and basically what the technology does is it, it makes the string bed feel a little bit more uniform. Um, and then these are my words. This isn't uh, from Technifiber, but the previous version this, of this racket, if you struck it in the center and then you struck it slightly left or right of center, it could kind of punish you a bit. Like it, it would really kind of let you know, you know, hey, that one wasn't right on target and you might pay for it with a pretty short ball that, that your opponent takes advantage of. But with this technology, Isoflex, it sort of makes that string bed a little bit more uniform and, and, and it makes shots a little bit outside the sweet spot still feel like you're in control and still give you some of that depth. Might not be perfectly placed, but, you know, it's always nice when you sort of slightly miss a ball and it still lands in the court. Uh, preferably past the service line. And so, um, yeah, again, this was a racket. It's it's sort of a different one um, from from the rest on our list. But, you know, Technifiber's really been uh, on the charge. And I think this was a yeah. good choice to, to add to our list. Yeah, very interesting one, Sam. And um, 
I'm wondering, you know, with this the increased swing weight, would that have any bearing on my ability to like whip uh, you know, up on the ball at heavy top spin, do you think? Because I, I know I think I tried the the RF and you know that one was like really heavy. And also I tried the um the V Core Pro like 330. And that one I remember my wrist kind of hurting just because it was like too heavy for me to whip. So I'm wondering uh, your thoughts on on that. Right. And this one will be different. And at first okay. it will be kind of cumbersome. Um to be honest with you. It 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 will be a little bit of an adjustment for you just preparing the racket. Um sure. You know, getting turned early. Um, uh-huh. the, the trade-off there, obviously, is if you can get it going um, and you're on time, like the spin is there and, and the racket will almost help you kind of get through and help you finish your, your stroke that way. Um, I, I don't disagree. I think it will be a, a slight adjustment for you. But I also kind of thought it's important, even if you don't end up settling on it, to sort of try a racket that maybe you traditionally wouldn't. Um, you know, some of the time I think we, we go, well, that racket's not in my spec. I'm not interested. And maybe sometimes if you try something in that spec, you learn, maybe there's something in there that you do like, uh, and then that can end up applying to the racket that you choose. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great to experiment as well. Um, you know, sometimes there's certain things that, you know, you just stick in with the same exact sort of like type of frame but then maybe you you change uh, uh an aspect of it and then all of a sudden wow i really like this it's like really helping my game and you know as you can see on the site it says one of the most stable 10 8 10.8 ounce rackets around uh, unstrung so that is a really exciting prospect i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you will hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, so let's go to the next um oh actually you know what before i we advance i was curious um because i noticed the t40 as well by technifiber and i was wondering if maybe you had had any thoughts about that one versus this one yeah so the tf40s have been have been popular frames as well um i i actually think the the tf40 um you know we've got the the 305 models that you get a, a 16 by 19 pattern or an 18 by 20. Um, mm. I think I think all of those frames are are very much in the uh, at least in my opinion are are very much in the control category. Um, and I think um, that that to me uh, maybe weight wise is is similar to where you were at with your current racket. I do feel like probably a little bit less powerful than what you're swinging right now. Um, and so that was kind of the reason behind um, me selecting that T fight uh, over the TF 40. They are obviously um, you know, very, very nice frames, but I feel like, yeah. um, you know, with your kind of description of your stroke style and wanting to, to have a little bit more stability against uh, the bigger strikers, the, the, ISO three oh five the T fight might might just be a little bit of a better option. And again, it's it's got some uh some extra muscle too. I'm I'm sort of curious to see how you like it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I might have to start uh lifting weights a little more often, <laughs> which I enjoy doing, so it's not a problem. Uh all right, let's go to whoops, wrong button. Let's go to the next matchup. Excited about this one. Uh let me get that screen up. Okay. And we have, sorry, I've got to scroll a bit, uh, zoomed them up. We've got another head racket, the Head Extreme Tour 20 
22. I think that was my pick as well as this, the, um, the Yonix V core pro 97, 310, which was also my pick. And yeah, really excited about these ones. I did. It seemed like those both match up, um, you know, somewhat well with what I'm looking for in terms of specs and whatnot, at least, um, you know, as I mentioned, the 330 of the V core seemed a bit too heavy, but I just love the stability. I was, I was volleying like a champ with a 330. Um, you know, it's got the thin beam, the, the Vcore Pro, so uh, and Extreme Tour, I'm excited about as well. So, yeah, any thoughts on these frames, Sam? So, the Extreme Tour was new, a, a new Extreme model in the in the last generation, and you know they they sort of took to that 10.8 ounce unstrung weight. Um, they they went um, 98 square inch head size, so they kind of I don't know if you know, but they they took the Extreme Pro away in the United States with the last generation. Oh. And so basically what they did, um, the extreme pro was a beast. It was a beast of a racket, um, very great racket, but, uh, I would argue pretty difficult to use and use well, uh, even for, for high level players. So the extreme tour 10.8 ounces. So it's, um, heavier than the extreme MP lighter than the previous extreme pro, uh, kind of a similar beam dimension to what you have now. Um, and you know, obviously extreme is, is heads kind of spin friendly line. And so you'll, you'll yes. find, you'll find the string pattern in this racket, uh, even though it's a 98 square inch head with a 16 by 19 string pattern, you'll find quite a bit of spin on those center, um, six main strings. Um, they've got, uh, larger grommets, so you're going to get more string movement. Um, and I know you like to hit that big spin. So that's sort of my thinking there with. Um, the extreme tour. It's really one of my favorite um, additions to the headline up in, in several years. I think it makes sense. Um, and it's actually usable by kind of a lot of different levels of player. I think intermediate and advanced players can, can take advantage of this frame. Um, yeah. What, uh, what, what drew you to that? Did you just hear some, some good things about it or. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Good question, Sam. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I looked at the, well, first of all, as you mentioned, like uh, spin, uh, I just want to amplify like my strengths as much as possible. So I, you know, I saw that this was the spin line. So, you know, there you go with that. And I, you know, I wanted to try a head, head racket, of course. So, uh, and it, in addition to that, I did see that um, I think the balance is pretty similar to my current one, my current stick. And uh, what else? You know, 16 by 19, pretty good string pattern for me. I think the swing weight was within a few points, if you'd call it that, um, from my current one as well. Yeah, the, so, extreme, which, tour is, the extreme Tour is probably the, the fastest or one of the fastest rackets in that weight class. It's very, yeah. very easy to get around. Um, it's a good racket to get out of jail with. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're in trouble in the point and you can you know, um, really use a little extra wrist and forearm and, and steal some points sometimes when you, when you don't deserve to. Yes. I will not complain about that. Any, um, any downsides that you might think of? I mean, would this, is this pretty stable? Um, yeah. I mean, any, any thoughts on the other side that may sway me against this one? Uh, my, my, um, the idea here is, is this one, different enough to take you away from your current racket, right? Like, I think uh, that's sort of the, um, again, like I mentioned earlier, but the auxetic technology there, there's just something sort of, you kind of have to hit it, hit the rackets to, to feel it. Um, it's not necessarily more control or less control or more dampening or, or more power. It's just, I guess a way I, I would describe it is you just feel very in tune with the racket. You, you feel like you, you know what to expect when the ball uh, hits the string bed. And that, you know, really can't be, uh, can't be stressed how important that is. Um, but yeah, I think, I think probably my, um, um, my fear might just be, you know, like I'm kind of getting some of this with what I already have. Um, obviously, you know, head there's graphene in there. So there's some, more modern technology than what your have is yours made of wood or is it actually graphite? I, I can't, I can't. 
I'm uh, just <laughs> oh, you said wood? No. <laughs> yeah, just messing with you. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, that that would be my thing. Is is this one kind of a a, a step in a different direction enough to um, you know sometimes just a refreshing. I don't know how much your rackets have been restrung, but they do get softer over time. Um, yeah. And so maybe this, you know, just a, a racket that's only been strung once or twice, when you get it in your hands, it might have very similar specs, but it might just be a lot crisper. It might hold up a lot better than than what you're used to as well, e- even though on paper, the specs compared to your racket is is very similar. Yeah, good points there. Um, I'm probably not the most professional stringer and uh, I have, you know, chipped my racket a decent amount of the times, you know, scraping some, some low balls. So uh, I'm sure that it's lighter and softer um, than the, uh, my, you know, uh, new frames, but yeah. And then we have the Yonix V core pro 97, 310 as well against it. So let me get that one up, but yeah, any, thoughts on that really excited about that one uh maybe it's just because of the pro name you know uh with iphone just having iphone pros and macbook pros but (laughs) um what do you what do you think about that one that's exciting to me so i was glad this was one of your picks because um i i do think that this refresh of this line um it's it's hit its stride i love the i kind of call it the saved by the bell cosmetic of these frames i think they um, I think they look really cool, kind of that green and purple. Um, the one you chose, I, I do know that Francis uh, TFO used uh, an older version of the V-Core, and he actually uses this model, the V-Core Pro, um, the, this, uh, you know, 10.9 Unstrung. Yes, that's the one. Okay, perfect. Um, and with this version of it, they they slightly thickened the beam, um, I think it was one millimeter, but it basically made the racket, which was um, a very much like in the control realm of rackets. Like it, it beefed it up a little bit just with more stability, made it a little bit easier to use. Um, uh, and then they, they sort of reinforced the, the throat section of the racket as well for um, not dissimilar to the V-Core, but they wanted it to be a little bit more stable um, right above the handle. Um, so a little bit less twisting on off center hits and, you know, like you said, it's, it's sort of in that range of weights that you like, um, really similar head size to what you've been swinging. And even though this one doesn't have like an aerodynamic beam, I just feel like it's a very fast racket. I think you can generate a lot of pace with it. And I think at, at, uh, um, you know, 10.9 ounces unstrung, that's going to put you around 11.5 strung and that ought to be stable enough. If if Carlos Alcaraz can win the U.S. Open with a 10.8 ounce racket, then um, 11.5 strung ought to be enough. <laughs> yeah, I'd hope so. Well, maybe I won't be able to win the U.S. Open, but well, you know, win some some USCA uh, matches and such. But uh, yeah, that that's yeah. Again, you know, really excited, and these are some some really tough matchups here. So um cool well yeah i know that we're probably running out of time uh i just want to check sam how much time you got you think you're you're good let's just let's okay. just uh finish up finish out yeah yeah sure all right sam so let's go to the last matchup really excited to get this last one going and scroll down and oh boy we have two rackets that i actually have played with a bit um although i'll try to make the strings intention as close as possible this time around but the selenko wideout 305 and the wilson version 8 blade 16 by 19 so i guess i i slipped a bit i played with the version 7 of the blade i really liked that one in particular the 18 by 20 actually was just the feel was incredible uh i was volleying volleying was so easy and yeah, the 1619 introduced a bit more spin-friendly package, and I thought it was nice. I did feel like the version 7, some of my shots, I guess they were a little bit more unpredictable than I would have liked for whatever reason. Um, but a nice frame overall. And then the Slinko Whiteout, I played it with it a bit um, last year, I think it was, or earlier this year, um, in Florida, in Orlando. I was at the USA National Campus down there, and I... Really liked it a lot. I mean, first of all, the colorway. I think I'm a sucker for, um, you know, all white 
um, racket. So the Technifiber looks good too. Um, but I found that the spin was really nice on that one. And like, it also felt like really whippy. It's interesting because I was trying the Bablat, um Pure Strike and the Whiteout. And for whatever reason, I found that I felt like I liked the Whiteout a bit more. The only thing is that I felt like I had to work a little bit harder, like slightly harder for, um, for my shots and my VS. But I really did want to give this one another shot just because of how much I liked it overall. So uh, with that uh, long-winded you know, uh, analysis, uh, what do you think about these rackets, Sam? So uh, this one, just as far as our bracket goes, like these two are pretty similar um, rackets. The, the big change uh, for me is I, I think the, the V8 blade, they, you know, to speak to your point uh, briefly, they did some uh, changes with the construction in the, in the blade V8, and they, they basically made it a little bit more stable, higher in the hoop, um, higher in the head. And so I think, I think the idea like, um, you know, it, the blade is obviously a, a control racket and a very popular one, but, um, you know, it's a, it's very arm friendly, very comfortable. And, and with this, with this version, they basically just, um, stabilized it a little bit more in the head. Um, and I think, um, uh, in the, in that weight, um, string pattern, I just feel like it's a kind of a good, um, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's it's a, a standard racket in this weight class. And if you're demoing rackets yeah. and you're you're a um, somewhat you know an accomplished player, it, it probably just needs to be in your in your uh, demo racket to, uh, demo bag to hit. Um, yeah, there's that 45 construction in the tip. Um, big difference here between this one and you know the the Selenko Whiteout is. While their their weight is very is the weight's the same and the string pattern's the same and the beam width is maybe within a tenth of an ounce or sorry a tenth of a millimeter the same, um, the Selenko is just a lot in my mind crisper, um, mm. and so I I think it it might have a a little bit of a, a higher swing weight um, uh, yeah. than than the than the V eight does but. Um, you know, basically, I would I kind of call the the whiteout 305 kind of a beefed up blade. Um, it's it's got um, uh, like I said, the heavier swing weight, and it just it it isn't as maneuverable um, and easy to swing as the blade, but it really does pack a pretty good punch. Um, and I feel like one of the criticisms that you hear sometimes about the blade is, man, like I. But like I took a good cut at that ball and I just didn't get the depth I was looking for. And mm-hmm. I feel like on a similar swing, um, there's just a little bit more behind the ball with with the whiteout 305 um, in my mind. And then there's a you know a couple of technologies that the whiteout's got that foam filling, kind of kind of softens the the feel of the racket a little bit. Um, and then um, it, it is overall, I would say, just a kind of a more crisp. Uh, response and the the blade is a little bit more sort of classic flex comfortable maybe some would say a little too soft um but i kind of felt like this is a good matchup because they're rackets that are sort of in a in a similar spec that you're comfortable with but they they also are, are pretty different in their in their own right the other thing i wanted to include here is that we, we did a good job on the other half of the draw of kind of giving you more variable thickness beams um, to play with. And on this side, we went a little bit more flat beam design. Mm. Um, and I just kind of wanted to throw some of those in there. Um, it, it's not always the same as it was. It used to be like if the beam was flat and, and thinner that, okay, that racket's going to be soft and flexible. Um, you know, it's not going to have a lot of power, but it's going to have a lot of control and, I think I think that does hold water, but with the modern technology and just the different carbon and material that these companies are using now, like you'd look at the specs of the whiteout and the blade and go, oh, you know, they're they're really pretty similar. Well, the rackets just perform very differently at contact. And so I don't know. I just feel like sometimes it's nice um, that that the racket that you're swinging, while it doesn't technically have a a constant beam it's got that arrow shape at the throat it is still of the thinner variety 
And I feel like it was important to go 21.7, I think, with the Selenko, and then uh, 20.6, I think, with the uh, Wilson Blade, just because, you know, you're, you've played the game for a while, and I feel like you probably appreciate the comfort and the predictability of that thinner beam design, uh, given what yeah. you use right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just really excited about this, uh, you know, trying these rackets out and, and pitting them against one another. I think it's going to be great and definitely, uh, look out for a bunch of content about that. Um, both, um, just check out tennis expresses, uh, social channels, as well as, you know, my standard, uh, you know, podcasts and YouTube channels and whatnot and socials as well. So yeah, really excited. Um, <laughs> Sam, I, should I ask you what, what you think the favorites are? Do you, do you not want to do that in terms of, you know, boxing uh, me? Or, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess if I, if I had to pick a favorite, I, I, I certainly don't want to uh, dissuade, um, you know, you, you don't have to uh, go in the, in the direction that I think you're going to go, but yeah, I think I would put out, um, I think the V core 98 is going to surprise you. Um, mm. I'm, okay. I think that's, I think that's going to be a good racket for you. And while, um, I, I also am curious about your thoughts on the extreme tour. I think, um, you know, I, I really think that one could, could end up there at the end. It's, um, you know, both of those rackets, I just feel like they have enough in common with what you're using right now, but I think they're going to give you a little bit more stability just with some of the, uh, more modern technology that's baked into them. Um, and, you know, I just think, I think they're going to be, those are probably my two favorites if I had to pick um, um, based on um, what I kind of know about you and your game and what you're, what you're coming from. Um, and obviously, you know, picking against the pure arrow is tough, but, you know, I, I think you kind of said you had tried the pure arrow in the past. And so I'm not, I'm not convinced of, I'm not convinced any one of these is necessarily like a head over uh, heels favorite, but um, those would be my two, the extreme tour and the, the V core 98. Nice. Nice. I like it. Um, yeah. It's a tough one for me. I, I want to say that you have not like ever had on, on the court uh, with you before. Uh, I'm sorry, Sam. What was that? Are there any of the rackets you said? Yeah, are there any of these frames that you have not ever hit with before? I was curious because I think you've hit yeah. with a few of them. Yes, I've hit with the V core uh, once or twice, I think. Um, yeah, so sorry, I'll go the other way. I have not played with the Headboom Pro. I haven't played with the Technifiber T Fight um, ISO three hundred five. I've not played with the Head Extreme Tour. Um, I haven't played with the V core three ten, but I have played with the three thirty and. Yeah, I mean, I played with the blade, but the previous version. So yeah, I mean, there's okay. like, and obviously, you know, the pure arrow. Like, I played with that line, but not this one. So, right. Um, yeah, there's a good, you know, like half of them. I think yeah. we've got a. I think we've got a pretty good list, just kind of based on what your comfortable spec is of your racket right now, and then you know maybe trying to stretch you uh, to a little bit better stability, um, you know, yeah. like you said, against the bigger hitters, but not, not too far from, you know, I want you to still be able to generate top spin that, that, you know, you're, you're comfortable with in your game as well, but it's exciting. Like look, look forward to the process and don't, don't, uh, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just <laughs> try it and, and see what you like. And, um, this is the fun part, you know, like it's, it's the fun part to sort of try and see if there's something out there that can maybe give you a confidence boost that you're looking for. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, again, I got to thank you, Sam and tennis express, um, for uh, arranging this and yes, yeah, Sam, um, where would you want people to go to, to check out anything tennis express related? Any, any places we should shout out for people to check out? Oh, for sure. Well, we, we actually just moved into our new building, um, uh, on, on, uh, excuse me, on West chase here in, uh, um, Houston. And it's, it's a beautiful new building. Um, you know, we've got way more storage space. We've got more showroom, uh, uh more space on the showroom floor. So obviously come to see us in Houston as far as those of us that, or those of you that aren't in, in uh, the Houston area, 
Um, you can always check out Tennis Express on Instagram. Um, we do a lot of our racket reviews and post content on our Tennis Express YouTube channel. And then um, uh, I can say this now because I'm a dad. You know, lots of dads are on Facebook, so you can still find us on Facebook. Press. <laughs> But yeah, uh, hit up our social channels. And then uh, for those of you out there that are kind of looking to do a, a demo program for yourself, like at Tennis Express, we've got a really, really great demo program and it. And it is the best way to find uh, the right racket for you. Um, we hope you find it at Tennis Express for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And I'll leave links to uh, Tennis Express down below and the rackets and whatnot. If you're, you know, watching this video or, you know, show notes page for the podcast. So, yes, yeah, Sam. Um, any last thoughts before we adjourn? Cause I know you're a busy man and dad as well. So uh, I'll let you have the floor. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, again, I think we've got a good group of rackets here. I'm, I'm just kind of excited to get your feedback and, and uh, sort of see what you think. And, um, you know, I think we got to, uh, um, I don't, do we need to set up like a fantasy points thing? Like try to, try to <laughs> we'll get some action going on here. Or, no, maybe, maybe we'll just, maybe we'll just do the bracket. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm down for any betting if you want, we can talk offline, but right. uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you again, Sam and, and your team. Uh, really excited to, to, to get this going. So yeah, um, I'll be getting the racket soon and, and we'll go forth and test it. So yeah. And look for us, obviously everybody to reconvene and uh, talk about, you know, the next round um, that, that make it. And then for reviews of, of the rackets and so forth on YouTube. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for, for checking us out and uh, yeah, big thanks Sam to you and tennis express and uh, hope you all have a great day. All right. Looking forward to the results. Thanks. Me too. All right. I really hope that you enjoyed this special episode with my buddy, Sam Jones from Tennis Express. And yeah, just really excited to partner up with them for um, this special racket bracket um, edition of me testing out eight rackets. And I do want to hear your thoughts on these rackets. So definitely shoot me an email at marabon at tennisfiles.com. That's M-E-H-R-B-A-N at tennisfiles.com. And let me know if you have any thoughts about it, um, your predictions, anything like that. And I believe that Tennis Express is going to be posting some content on their social media as well about this challenge uh, or this racket bracket, you know, uh, project of mine of us. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about it. And yeah, also obviously check out Tennis Express, you know, tennisexpress.com for um, your racket and tennis needs. And yeah, uh, with that, I would really just encourage you that if you haven't yet to leave a review for the Tennis Files podcast, and you can do that on your fa favorite uh, podcast app of choice um, that you use to listen to the show, I would definitely appreciate it if you would do that, um, especially if you could do it on uh, Apple Podcasts, which is would which would be tennisfiles.com slash Apple Podcasts. That's because that is the biggest mover of the show in terms of views and rankings and whatnot. So thank you very much for that. And I do want to leave you with a quote as I often do at the end of the show. And this one is, uh, yeah, this one is by Dwayne, the rock Johnson. One of my favorites. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> I'm sure I uh, sounded just like him, didn't I? But anyways, uh, Dwayne Johnson said, don't focus on the pain, focus on the progress. And I think that's a really uh, good quote because a lot of times, you know, when we uh, think about what we need to do, we kind of immediately think about how hard it's going to be. And then we default to something easier, such as watching TV or uh, surfing YouTube or whatever, which, you know, I have to admit, sometimes I've done, but I'm really, uh, you know, trying to fight that. and. Um, stay disciplined and, and follow my calendar. But um, yeah, instead of that, we, we need to focus on um, you know, the progress that we're making and that'll keep encouraging us. So you have to celebrate you know, small wins and yeah, just focus on the progress as well as your ultimate goal and how satisfying that's going to be. So long-term success over short-term pleasure is, is the way to go. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And, you know, as I mentioned, I will keep you updated on my racket progress and hopefully you'll be both entertained and informed by it, which is the goal of the podcast. 
uh, especially when I tell you my crazy dad jokes. I think I've told you this one, right? What is cheese that isn't yours? Nacho cheese. Hope you like that one. Anyways, tell your friends that one if you want to be kicked out of your next party and tell them I, I told you the joke. Feel free. All right. <laughs> so random at the end of this one, but I hope you have a great day and keep improving your tennis game. A lot more content coming your way with some great guests. Really excited about that as well as YouTube videos. I've been brainstorming a bunch of topics for you. Have a great one and I'll see you on the next one. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.